up Driving when the sun goes down The hum of 18 wheels Lord, that's a lonely sound I spend all day Chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time Hey friends, this is Gary Rayburn of Lonesome Road Ministries and we've got an awesome program for you. I know you're going to enjoy it today and you're going to want to get more copies of this. So give us a call, 618-383-2107 or log on to lonesomeroad.org or you can email me at gary.lonesomeroad at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Now sit back, listen, and enjoy today's program from Lonesome Road Ministries, Church on the Road. Give us a call. We look forward to hearing from you. I keep those wheels turning from town to town. There's so much I gotta see. I gotta look around. I got diesel smoke rolling. From two chrome stacks, my address is 408-414, a big blue Mac. Now it don't matter where I'm going, I just gotta drive. I have that white line fever to the day that I die. I said 18 wheels rolling on the road, it is my life. friends that's the road is my life and the road is our life and we've got a great program for you today i got my new partner fred mooney riding along with us in the cab welcome to the in the cab program fred we're so glad that you decided to jump in here and help us out oh i'm more than glad to be here gary yeah well we got a great program today uh we're going to be talking about a couple guys that you know Mike Atkins and Tony Mac McMullen. I heard Tony Mac McMullen down at Karma a couple of times, and he always impressed me as being 100% real. Tony Mac is a real deal, that's for sure. Yeah, we even had him up there at Orchardville Church uh, several times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he done a men's conference. Remember the men's conference he done there at Orchardville? Yes, I do. Yeah, that was pretty powerful. Yes, he was very powerful. Yes, he was, and... Mike Atkins, uh, man, he's been around for a long time, too. Uh, He had a song called Adoration that was uh, a number one song for uh, over a year. Is that possible? Yeah, it come come out in the early 80s, and it was a time when we were having great revivals in the United States, and it hit at the right time. 
And uh, I believe he even sung in tongues on that, and it was really dynamite. <laughs> yeah, he's going to talk about that a little bit in the, today's program. We had Tony Mack and uh, Mike Atkins at a mini-conference one time down there at Carmi when we was, uh, well, I was uh, doing rig ministry at that time, and uh, we had a great facility down there, and we brought people in, and Tony Mack and Mike Atkins, man, I'll tell you, when we got them two together, we had a great time. I know, I know you had to. Yeah, and uh, Mike sang that song, Adoration, and he talks about uh, how he wrote the song, and that's I just that's always been fascinating to me to hear how a song was written and what it's all about and where it came from. So you're, we're going to find out a lot of good stuff today. I remember Adoration, and it really, really impressed me, but there was something else that uh, Mike Atkins did that even impressed me more. And that was the story of a man called Norman. And it's a story of loving the unlovely. And I saw that the first time on the 700 Club. And I knew that I had to have that DVD. Actually, it was on a, on a VHS at that time. And uh, I sent off, and I, I've played that in my Sunday school class I don't know how many times over the years. And it's as powerful today as it is when it first come out, and it's just loving the unlovely. A man called Norman. I remember when I first came to your Sunday school class back in 2002, and uh, I loved your class, and, and I still love it. You're still teaching, and you're still doing a great job. But that when you played that video, A Man Called Norman, man, I thought, I have got to have a copy of that. And uh, I asked you if you could burn me a copy, and you did. And I hung on to that and hung on to it. And then when I went down to uh, rig ministry and became the oil field chaplain down there, and uh, we'd done a daily service down there, and I played that in our daily service one time, about 2007 or eight, somewhere in there. The very next week, a guy showed up at our upper room service, and my wife was punching me in the, in the side over there, and she said, look over there. I said, yeah, what about it? She said, that's Mike Atkins. I said, no. She said, yeah, that's him. <laughs> you probably thought he was coming to, coming to get his royalty off of you playing his, playing his DVD, didn't you? I thought, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> but I wasn't. Mike Atkins became a really good friend and a good friend of the ministry, and we ended up uh, making, I don't know how many, over 20 different recordings of uh, his stories. He was actually writing a book at the time, and he asked me if he could come down and tell one of his stories, and we'd put it on a CD, and he could send it to his publisher, <laughs> and I could have a copy of it uh, for our CD ministry, and it it was a good marriage, and we'd, we'd done, a, well, like I said, open, I don't know how many chapters was in that book, 26 or something like that, but that's how many CDs we made of Mike Atkins. Well, Mike's a great storyteller for sure, but uh, the thing that impressed me the most is the way he walked out that story. If you haven't ever seen that uh, video and you get a chance, you need to look it up because uh, it's not easy to love the unlovely, is it? Especially when the rest of the world kind of ostracizes them. That's right. And uh, if you haven't never seen that DVD, guess what, friends? We can send you a copy of it. Mike Atkins, give me uh, permission to make as many copies as I could and pass them out to anybody that asks. So all you got to do is ask, and we will send you a copy 
of a man called Norman. So, Fred, let's get into this program today. I got I can't wait to hear Mike Atkins sing Adoration and Tony Mack, man, I tell you, Tony has a powerful testimony, and he also has it on DVD, and we have that too. So we would love to send you that too. Tony Mack passed away on Memorial Day 2016, and his wife Candy has kept his prison ministry alive and well. You know, Tony used to say when he went into the prisons, you know, when we go in the prisons, we can't pass the hat because if we do, we, we won't get our hat back. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So their ministry runs on completely on donations from people like you. So if you can help Free in Christ Ministries, their website is freeinchristministries.com. Log on there and send them a love offering after you listen to this, and I'll send you one of those great DVDs of Tony Mack and Mike Atkins if you'll just call me and let me know. And we'll put it in the mail. Now call today. Don't put it off. That's right. <laughs> well, I better give him my phone number, hadn't I? Yes, you had. <laughs> 618-383-2107. All right, let's, let's get into this program. Here is Mike Atkins. I love what the Lord can do. That's what we were talking about tonight, what he can do. One day uh, I began to believe that my wife didn't love me years ago you know how the devil will try to lie to you and here's here's how devious and 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 evil he is he said to me she even thinks she does but the real truth is she doesn't and you know how you'll say something to your mate and then another year go by and you'll say something else that hurts and two years go by and you'll say something else devil don't do it all the time real quick He's sneaky. He's the chief liar in the universe. And I began to believe that lie. And it almost completely ruined our lives. And one night I could see that even though we were on the verge of divorce, God saved our marriage and our family. And I sat down to write, if he would give me the words, a song that would glorify him. I didn't want to write just some average song that would come out of my mind because now I could see the light way off at the end of the tunnel. We were beaten, we were bruised. Been the hardest thing we'd ever gone through up to that time, but God had literally saved us, and we knew it. I was knowing he would have to heal her too because when you go through something like that, you need some healing. But knowing that God was going to do it, I'd read in the Bible where he created everything, including music. I don't care how smooth you think you get, how professional, it may not even be music you're doing. That's not where God's at. He's in being glorified because He's the answer for mankind. We go around saying, if I can just go hear so-and-so or or, or see so-and-so, it's not about we love people, but we serve God. So that night I said, God, I'm a poor songwriter. I thought I might as well be honest with him because he knows the truth. I can't even play an instrument. I know one song on the piano. I'm not going to take time, but can I play the only song I know on the piano? My dad spent hundreds of dollars, and he's he's with the Lord now, but in his honor, could I play the one song I know on the piano? Do you care? It's real quick. You mind? I've played this in some of the biggest churches in America. Quiet churches on Sunday morning. 
And it's the truth, it's the only song I know. thinking I'm going to sit down and write a song for God. Not that night. I'd been through too much. And I said, Lord, would you give me words? And if you guys got that ready, I'll shut, shut up with this song. And he's allowed me to sing it. It came from him, from his mouth. I began to write the words down as he gave them to me. He even arranged it. It's called uh, Adoration. And boy, I sing it to him because he is my all in all. Thank God. Thank God. Praise, 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 praise to the one who sent us his son. Praise, 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 Lord, we praise, we're in Praise you, our Lord. There is no other name above you. No one above you, Lord. Blessed be your name. You're the God of Jacob. You're the shepherd. His son, we pray, we pray, pray, Lord, we pray, and we're in one accord, and we praise you, our Lord, and may all glory and all honor and all power. And oh, yes, you're true, holy Lord, holy are you. Yes, you are, Lord, holy, holy are you. You're the Son 
of righteousness. You're that lamb who was slain. You're the lily of the valley. You're my bright and morning star. You're the beginning and you're the end. And you're the everlasting Father. And you're the God, God of all glory. You're my healer. And you're the King of kings. You're my deliverer. And you're my friend. And you're that sweet rose of Sharon. And you're all love. And you have all power. Oh, you're merciful, Lord, but mighty. And you are the redeemer of all mankind. And you're that lion, the lion of Judah. And the ruler of this holy universe. You're the most high. Messiah, you are our soon coming, soon coming King, Holy Lord, holy is your name, holy, holy is your name. Is your name under a basore seria ti under a bacoria? Ela baseria ti under a bacoria seria ti. Holy is your name. Holy, holy is your. I was singing that song, Adoration, in Suffolk, Virginia one night in the early 1980s. Suffolk is out there by Virginia Beach, Norfolk and all that. And I thought in those days, God has given me this song, pure gift from him. I asked him, would you give me a song that would be worthy of you? And he gave me that song at my dining room table. And then he told me to sing in the spirit at the end of it. A lot of people didn't understand that in those days. They didn't know there is different operations of those gifts of the Spirit. They don't operate just one way. And that's a personal praise that you can have if you're born again. Just say, Jesus baptized me with the Holy Spirit. You can not only praise Him in it, you can pray in it. But I thought my job was to go out there now and I got to sell it. I mean, I've, I was up on this platform and I mean, I was singing, He's King of Kings and He's Lord and nobody's above Him. And all of a sudden in the middle of that, and I was giving it everything I got. I thought, I got to do this. I owe this to him. I got to make sure that, and all of a sudden in the middle of that, the Holy Spirit said to me, back off. And I went, wow. I kept singing, and he said, you don't have to do that. You don't have to kill yourself. He said, just let it continue to come from your heart, but don't work yourself to death. Now, sometimes I get excited like tonight, and I want to give it everything I got, but that night he was getting ready to show me something. So I, I thought, well, I'll try this. Nobody will know it. And I just kind of backed off on the, on the intensity. 
and I just kept worshiping him, making sure it was out of my heart, and just and singing to him. And I'm telling you, all of a sudden, he fell on that church. The power of God came in that church. I've never seen anything like it. And I looked up in the heavens. Now, I'm not one to see a lot of visions and that kind of thing. I know they're real. I know people see them. But I'm telling you all I saw that night. I looked up, and there were these two huge thrones. And I knew it was God, and I knew it was Jesus. Couldn't see their faces. All I saw was the form and those big square thrones they were sitting on. And, and I was singing, keep singing the song, singing the song. And all of a sudden, I saw God, the Father, just do like this. It was like he went. And I'm telling you, I couldn't hardly finish the song. I thought they was going to have to carry me out of the place. I saw what God can do when men rely on him more and less. I hate that slogan. I don't hate people. Take that thing off your car if it says God is my co-pilot. He's not your co-pilot. He's your pilot. Get in the back seat and let him take you where he wants you to go. I'm not trying to be ugly. I know people mean well, but I learned a lesson that night. Well, anyway, it is my great honor. When they gave me your CD, Tony, I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you how anointed it was. You know why? You know why. Because God, you know God saved you, literally saved your life. My wife has heard, like I have, probably hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of singers and testimony. I said, I want to take you out to eat so you can hear this CD. I knew how far it was down to Harrisburg. and We drove down there and put the CD in. We got to Harrisburg, and she said, don't shut it off. It wasn't, it wasn't near through. And, and she said, let's just drive somewhere else till I can hear the rest of that. I've never seen her do that. Never. And I, I was hoping that she would react. Now, if we start glorifying him, first of all, he would not want that. But if we do... This meeting might as well be over. I'm telling you, and he's going to tell you tonight, I don't have a clue what he's going to share, but I'll guarantee you it'll be from God. And it don't even have to be his personal testimony, or it might be. It don't matter as long as it's from God, because God knows who's here, and he knows what they need. I can't say it any better than that. So, Brother Tony, come on and take it, and whatever God's got on your heart, brother, we're hungry. We're hungry. God bless you, brother. God bless you. God bless you. Hey, brother, God's given us such a sweet, sweet life. He give us caramel candy. Amen. My wife's name is... Caramel and mine's candy. Amen. Hallelujah. We got caramel candy. Amen. Praise the Lord. I was thinking of that while ago. Bless Caramel's heart. Ah. I'm a little bit emotional. When you hear the songs of God and He begins to sing to your heart. I remember when I was chained. I remember when I was physically chained and mentally and spiritually chained. Satan had me bound and I didn't even know it. And there were chains on me that horrible, horrible lifestyle. And when I got them off of me, <laughs> Brother Kenny came up to the prison. 
And I fell in love with Brother Kenny right there. And I don't know why, but everything that came out of my mouth that day was Jesus. And tonight when he got here, it was just like I had to come over here and snuggle up to that a little bit. So Satan does, he comes and he tries to attack. And we think we're strong and we think we can handle it, but sometimes we get afraid. I don't care how strong Christian are, sometimes you get afraid. He said, trust me, no weapon formed against you will prosper. I thank the Lord for my, I, I never will forget. I hadn't been saved maybe a year and a quarter. Something like that. But somebody come running to me and said, you got to hear this CD, this DVD. You got to come watch this in the chapel. And I said, I'm busy. I, I can't get there right now. Tony, as soon as you're done, come by. And this guy went around. He gathered up a whole bunch of people, got them in this chapel. Big old tough burly guy. Some of them had never went, and I went and got some of them, told them, you're going. I'm still growing in the Lord, y'all. And we get inside the chapel, man, and they stuck this man called Norman in. Don't know if you've ever heard that. I Probably everybody here has, but I hadn't heard it, and it, it, it was just something that I, I sit there and I cried. The tears run down my eyes, and and I looked around these big old tough convicts. Some of them wasn't saved yet. Tears running down their eyes. They had the lights off. And I snuck back by the door because it was almost over. I knew as soon as it was over and they flipped them lights on them big old tough convicts tried to run out that door. And I got in front of that door and when they turned them lights off, here come them convicts crying. I said, you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> You ain't going nowhere. God's got an appointment right now for prayer. And I mean, it was like Mike brought the, the peace in. And there were some men that got saved that day. Amen. It was amazing. I, I can't tell you how many times I played Norman. I got to where I could talk about it when I was preaching. Amen. I love the part when he went up to the lawnmower and he said, he said, can I help you with your lawnmower, Norman? Can I help you with your lawnmower, Norman? You know, and, and when he come running to him, I mean, but Michael stayed hooked, and he he uh, led that man to the Lord. Amen. Caused me to start looking for Normans in the prison. Amen. I started looking for Normans. I started looking for the ones that nobody wanted to talk to. I started looking for the ones that were rejected by everybody else, and you know what? I found them. They were everywhere. They were everywhere. I didn't know there was that many of them. And they were all over the place, man. And it's amazing what an ice cream and a kind word will do. You sit down and just love on somebody a little bit. And they respond to that. You know why? It's the universal language love is. Everybody responds to love. Now, some of them old boys I met in there was, 
hateful and angry and full of hate. And, but you know what? When nobody was looking, they'd come to me and they'd say, hey, will you pray for me? Tony Mack, will you, will you pray for me? You're the only one that's ever acted like somebody cares. And you know, my message tonight is, is about, has two titles. I kind of brought two messages into one. and It's, are you listening? Or can you hear me now? God's all the time speaking to us, amen? Speaks in so many different ways. Let me, let me read some of the scripture that I have written down here. I, I'm holding this thing and I got two deals on. What's the matter with me? Think I ain't nervous? Trying to follow somebody like Mike? Golly, amen? Hallelujah. You know what I like about it though? I got the same daddy he does, amen? Hallelujah. And Jerry, brother, I know your name. I know your name, Jerry. God bless you. And you know what? Jesus knows your name. Jesus knows your name. Psalms 119 verse 5 says, The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. 2 Timothy 3, 16 verse 17, 16 and 17. All scripture is breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. You know, we can go on, I can read the scriptures over and over and over where, where God speaks to us, but it, it doesn't get any more personal when it happens in our, it, than when it happens in our lives. And I can't tell you the times unexpected that God snuck in and began to speak. Amen. And, and how many of y'all know that sometimes we just don't listen? Sometimes we, we, we are so uh, urgent to send all this prayer up to God. We're so urgent, man, to, to get everything in. We don't want to miss nothing. And God's just waiting for us to hush so he can speak. You know, I, I've heard people that come up to me and they'll say, I haven't heard from God in a long, long time. And I say, are you listening? Reminds me of a story of a young man that way back in the days when they had the ice houses, you all remember that? And they would, they would pack these ice houses with sawdust. And man, then when they got everything packed in there, man, they'd start cutting ice out of the lakes and they'd bring that ice in and store it in these ice houses. Well, they started getting in there packing all this sawdust and one of the guys in there lost a very, very, it wasn't a valuable, it, it didn't have any monetary value, but his dad, his grandfather, all on the same watch, had a lot of value to him. And they looked and they looked, it stopped the whole operation. The guy wanted that watch back so bad. And these adults all were, were just tearing this sawdust up trying to find that. And they couldn't find it. A little boy standing over there watching them. Pretty soon he walks over and he said, can I try? And they said, well, we haven't been able to find it, son. What do you think you can do? If y'all just step out here and let me in there, close the door. Well, if we close that door, it's going to be pitch black in there. 
There ain't no windows in the ice house. There ain't. He said, well, can I try? And he walked in there and he said, Lord, help me. Help me find that watch. And he laid down in that sawdust. And he got really quiet. He even slowed his breathing down. Pretty soon he heard, tick, 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 tick. The closer he moved to it, the louder it got. Tick. He reached down and got the watch. Sometimes we just need to listen. We need to get to that closet, that quiet place where God can come in and speak in our lives. I think about the many times that God has spoke to me. I remember one time praying for a whole hour for another ministry. I mean, this guy was going to start a ranch in Oklahoma. He was going to have nothing but convicts coming out of prison. They were going to that ranch. But you know what? God was never a part of that. I know because every time I would try to pray real hard for that, God would take me to different avenues and different people to pray for. I remember, man, being dedicated, and we had a prayer chain, 24-hour prayer chain. My time was from 10 to 11. And I remember, man, I'd get all my work done. This is in prison. So I could sit back there and, and man, just contemplate on my prayer and get my prayer across. And I had my eyes closed, and all of a sudden, a vision came, just a perfect vision, like I'm looking at you, Linda. Just, but it was a little old lady. I had met her one time, maybe three or four weeks before. It was a friend of mine's mother. And I heard God tell my heart, when you get out of this place, you go get Jimmy. That was, that was her son. And he said, you go to the chapel and you, you guys pray for his mom. This is the first time this has ever happened to me, man. And I'm like, I'm like God, I don't do stuff like that. I know I'll go pray for her. And again, the vision came back again. He repeated his words again. You know, right when that happened, the bell rang, and it meant that we were ready to go to lunch. And I went, and, and I walked out on the yard, and guess who the first guy I seen in the canteen line was Jimmy. And I, and I, I wanted to go tell him, and I'm scared of what everybody's going to think of me. They're going to think I'm a nut. It, 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 have I worked this up in my prayer? And, 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 you know, and we wonder those things. And you know what? I thought, well, I'll just go eat, and then I'll go to the chapel and pray. And I went to the chapel, and I kneeled down, and I started praying. Here come the vision. But this time, Mike, how you doing, brother? He didn't say, will you come? Will you go get him? He said, are you going to obey me? Whew, that scared me. I said, yes, Lord. I went and grabbed Jimmy out of the line. I said, something's wrong with your mom. We're going to pray. He said, did somebody call? What's wrong? I said, nobody called. God told me to come get you and let's pray for your mama. Man, we went to the altar. We knelt, began to pray, and I just felt a peace come over. And I began to keep praying for him. I felt his hand on my shoulder. I was laying down on the ground by that time. 
and I felt his hand on my shoulder. He said, I got to go see what's wrong with mama. And he leaves, man, and pretty soon he comes back just uncontrollably crying. And he said, I called home, Tony. There's no way you could have known this. One year ago today, my sister died. And mama was so depressed, she was sitting when I called with a 38 to her head. How do you answer that? What if I'd have missed that call? What if I'd have, I'd disobeyed? You know what happened? She was a Catholic. And I'm not down in Catholics, please, I'm not. But the next week, she came to the visiting room, and her son led her to the Lord. Amen. Amen. She had never had an encounter with Jesus. And sometimes if we'll just listen to him, great things happen. I've seen God move so many times, but not near as many as I want to see. Amen. I'm telling you, I love it when God moves. Now, Kenny and I have been going through a little problem. Yesterday, we got a phone call. I got a little grandson. He's nine years old. Last year, he went hunting with Papa. You know, you, you bond with the little guy. I mean, he's so sensitive, and he's just got a sweet, sweet spirit. He could stand up in front of this church right now and, and quote scripture. Me and Candy are always amazed at the way he listens when we're at services. He's in tune, and he listens. I never will forget on that hunting deal. You know, I like to watch the Bigfoot deals every now and then. They come on. Y'all, any believers? A couple of y'all. Amen. I don't know if there's one or not. I know there could be. Amen. And I've, I've told God I'd like to see one, but not very closely. Amen. I'd like to see one, but not real close. Eh? A little bit far off. And my little boy, he watches them with me and stuff. And when he's in the tent at night. You know, it makes you feel pretty good. It makes you feel pretty strong. When your little eight-year-old boy, his age at that time, he snuggles in. He grabs Grandpa by the arm. He said, Grandpa, hey, Papa, I feel good because you're here with me. Whew, make your head that big. <laughs> Amen. You know, I, we went and I've, I got one of them little camp, them ground blinds, you know, because I've learned that climbing up in ladder stands is, I've got a lot of gravity. Amen. Hey man, I don't bounce as good as I used to. And, and we get inside there and he's so excited. He just knows the giant deer is going to come out any minute. You remember what it was like to be little? You remember what it was like to be so excited? And he said, he said, Papa, there's one. I said, no, son. He said, Papa, one right over here. I said, one ain't never going to come if you don't quit talking. <laughs> and I said, I tell you what, I kind of figured out we wasn't going to see many deer. I said, son, just sit right here. My gun's right there. I said, just wake me up. Just wake me up if you see a deer, all right? And I laid <laughs> down, man, and on the ground. I got me a, I go prepared, y'all. Amen. I'm dedicated. Amen. And he'd wake me up every five minutes, quit snoring. 
<laughs> Quit, you're going to scare the deer off. Amen. <laughs> but he's just a wonderful little guy. He's a little sweetheart. And God gave him to Kenny and I. We got a call on the phone yesterday, and he's got fluid on his heart. He's been complaining because his heart's hurting. This life-threatening situation. Kenny and I grabbed hands and we began to pray. And God reminded me of another time that he spoke to me. I had just gotten out of prison. I had two granddaughters and I had two daughters. And I remember the first church that I went to speak in. It was an outlet mall. There was people from one end of this parking lot to the other. It was huge. There's thousands of cars out there. I'm not exaggerating. I told Kenny, I said, we, we, I, 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 I'm leaving. I said, you think God would be mad if I pulled off? and not as mad as you'd be at you tomorrow if you did that. <laughs> and so you know what I did? I got out on shaky legs and I walked in there. And I began to hear testimonies from people. It was a missionary conference. Anybody ever been to one of them? That was my first ever. Amen. And I'm hearing about people in South Africa, South America. I'm hearing about people all over the world. China, Russia. I am in the presence of giants. Spiritual giants that are working for God. In prison you hear about this, but boy you never touch it. You never get to touch it. And man, I'm amazed and I'm like, wow, surely they're going to take me off to a little quiet room somewhere. And the guy leans over and he says, Tony, you're next. I'm going to, I'm going to. And it, I, fear hit me, folks. And I was so afraid. I said, God, these are spiritual giants. Who am I? He said, Tony, stand. You just do what you're called to do. I'll do the rest. And I got up and I began to share my testimony. And these spiritual giants surrounded Candy and I with tears running down their eyes. One of them was a guy that he had a machine shop. And he said, Tony, would you come go to work with me? I said, he said, would you come, work, come, come to my shop and listen, I want to see if you'll work with me. Not if I'll hire you, but will you work with me? And I go there, he's got millions of dollars worth of tools in this, in this shop, just laying around everywhere. And after two weeks, he gave me a key to the shop. I ain't been out of prison a month, amen. I thought he was mentally retarded. I thought he had lost his mind. But I remember, man, uh, standing at a machine, and I was getting ready to begin a first-time ministry on the streets. And it was called Come As You Are. For the people that can't come into a prison or to a church, there's a lot of people out there terrified of you Christians, amen? And they can't come in. And so I'd go gather them, tell them, look, not going to be no church people there, just me, amen? And we're going to have fun. And we filled the church up, amen? We had a blast. But the first night I remember standing at that machine, I was, I was, this was new, Mike. I was about, I was scared. I was wondering, was I in God's will? Was I doing really what he wanted me to do? I said, God, what am I going to tell them tonight? Many of them were living in sin. Many of them were from where I'd grown up. And I remember I said, God, what am I going to say? 
And he said, Tony, tell him how you never got to see your daughters graduate. Tony, you tell them how you never got to be there when your grandbabies were born. And all of a sudden, folks, with my eyes closed praying, I seen a vision of my daughter, my oldest daughter, in the hospital. And she was holding a little boy. Now that's special for me because all the kids, all the people in my family were women. And when I come home, even my son-in-law was so loud. Amen. He was scared too. <laughs> but I remember my little daughter looking up at me. I was in the hospital room with her, and she said, Daddy, it's a boy. And God spoke and said, in one day, Tony, he'll leave thousands to the Lord. About that time, the phone rang. And here come the lady. It was, it was Andy's wife, the man that had hired me. He said, Tony, there's something wrong. Your wife wants to talk to you. And I got on the phone, and right after this had happened, and Candy said, you need to call your daughter. She's distraught. She's found out she's pregnant. I said, Candy, it's going to be a boy. She said, are you crazy? <laughs> I said, no, God just told me it's going to be a little boy, and he's going to be used mightily by him. It's awesome. And, and she said, call your daughter. And so I called my daughter. My daughter answers the phone. She's crying. I'm crying by now. Amen. I said, honey, listen. And I told her the story. I told everybody it's going to be a boy. And he was born. And he had struggles in the hospital from the very start. Don't think that Satan will not attack you. Don't think that he won't come after you. I remember being in the hospital in the intensive care babies ward where little babies were passing away down there. And my little baby's in there with them. And I began to pray for those little babies and for their families. I've seen the mamas and the daddies down there with tears just running down their eyes. And I begged the Lord to please spare my, my, my little boy. And he said, do you remember my promise? Tony, remember my promise. And something inside of me swole and got stronger. And God gave me the strength, amen, and the courage to tell old Satan, you've got to leave you got to leave in the name of Jesus. I apply the blood to my little grandson. And I accept the promise that God gave me. Amen. And today he's trying again. But he's a liar. <laughs> and the truth ain't in him. Amen. And as we're speaking tonight, I believe with everything in my heart that God is healing my little boy, my little grandson. And I believe with everything in my heart that there will be people bowed at the altars and my little grandbaby will be leading them to the Lord one day. God's promises are for real. They're for real. Now, I don't know. I know one time, man, they had told me I had, I, I had hepatitis C. Doctor called me at home, didn't he, Candy? And he said, Tony, your liver's in bad shape. We're going to have to do something drastic. 
Fear hit me, folks. I was like, oh, Lord, what am I going to do? I'm going to leave Candy alone. What am I going to do for my wife? Candy told me that night, she said, Tony, God didn't get you out of prison and break them chains off of you and have you going and speaking to close the door now. He said, you, she said, you need to make a stand, big boy. God didn't give you a spirit of fear. Amen. And so guess what I did? I said, all right. Next morning, I'm in there praying. I'm doing my Bible study. I open my Bible to Songs of Solomon. Man, I turn to chapter 2, verse 1. And it says, I am the rose of Sharon and the lily of the valley. You know what's special about that? I began to do my Bible study. I found out that the rose of Sharon is the only rose that doesn't have any thorns sticking out. But the rose of Sharon had thorns stuck into him. Can I tell you something? Right when I prayed and give that to God, I said, God, this isn't mine. I'm giving it to you. And Father, I just need a touch from you. I walked outside and there was a stick laying on the wood pile. Got pictures of it at home. I still have the same stick. Candy and I, we tried to make it grow and everything, but it, it wasn't for that. It was for, a, or Candy did. It was just for a message for me. I walked out there and I looked down at the stick. And when I did, a little bloom, just like it broke out. This thing's been dead for for six months, it was dead on both ends, split, dead. Oh, you pick it up, it's light. It's dead. My daughter, I said, Kenny, where'd the stick come from? I mean, it was amazing. I looked at this stick and it just bloomed up and down like Moses' staff. I, I'm looking at it going, wow. <laughs> wow. I, I called Kenny. I said, where did this stick come from? And she said, Tony, that's the stick your daughter brought you, my oldest daughter. Said, Daddy, make a cane. And shortly after, I had had the car wreck, and they didn't know if I was going to use a cane or carve that into a cane, Dad. I said, lay it up here on the wood pile, and we never thought about it no more. I walked out there, and I seen that stick, Bob. Called Candy, and she, I said, where does, she said, call your daughter. She's the one who brought it. I called Michelle. I said, Michelle, where did you get this stick? Watch stick. I mean, she had even forgotten about it. And I said, the, the stick you brought out here told me carve into a, a cane. And she said, oh, Dad, we cut that out of a bush in the front yard. It had grown so big and so full, and, it, and we had to cut it down. And I said, what was the name of that bush? She said, the Rose of Sharon. Can you hear me now? That's what God's saying. Are you listening? You're crying out for something that you want God to do in your life. And God's saying, are you listening? I'd be amiss if I didn't have an altar call tonight. But, you know, the one that accepts may not even be here. He may be out there on the lonely road in some old truck driving down the road. Brokenhearted, with no hope in sight. And God's speaking to you tonight. And he's saying, I've got hope. And I would ask, will you please listen? Listen to God. 
Don't turn him away. Open your heart to him. Because he's your answer. He's your ever-present help in time of need. He's your shelter and your strong tower. He's your deliverer. And under his wings, you can find refuge. Just repeat this prayer after me. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, everyone here, come on. Father, here I am, a sinner. Come into my heart. Forgive me for my sins. Lord, shape me and mold me. Use me, God. Thank you. I'm saved. In Jesus' name. Amen. He's got his hand
Wasn't that an awesome program that we had today? What a powerful duo. They were a regular one-two knockout punch. <laughs> I've never heard two of that men I've liked more than Tony Mack and Mike Atkins. Yeah, they're awesome. So I know uh, some of you probably prayed that prayer with Tony, and if you did, we want to hear from you. So you give us a call here at Lonesome Road Ministry at 618-383-2107 and let us know that you prayed and asked Jesus into your heart, and we will send you some of our great CDs of Tony Mack and Mike Atkins. And if you want the DVDs, all you got to do is ask, and we'll be glad to give them to you. Don't put it off. Phone in today. That's right. Give us a call, and we'll be glad to send them to you. It's been a pleasure riding in this old truck with you, Gary. Well, Fred, I'm glad that you've decided to join the team here at Lonesome Road Ministry. Without hope, 18 wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track the preacher had read, his words still echoing in the back of my head. I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. Hey drivers, we appreciate you letting us ride along with you in the cab. And you can contact us at 618-383-2107 or you can log on to our website at lonesomeroad.org and check us out on the web. You can listen to all of our radio programs on our website on our broadcast from the past page. So check it out. And if you ask Jesus Christ into your heart, then give us a call and let us know. been lost I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree